0: A few weeks ago, I had an opportunity to spend the day with a group of young leaders, and it was pretty fascinating just to look at life through their lens. Knowing it's been a few decades since I was a young leader, I was excited though when we started talking about some of the things that were important to them outside of work. And one of them was uh, she was she was so um, it really pumped up about her upcoming wedding. She told us she was she was fired up. She's about to get married. And it made me start thinking about marriage, and that's what we're going to be talking about here these next few weeks on Wednesdays, our win-at-home Wednesdays here on Chasing Greatness. Welcome to the podcast. I'm going to give you today some things that will help you stay not just married, but I believe happily married. In fact, my anniversary is coming up in just a couple of weeks, and it's going to be 35 years that we have, we've been, uh, I'll just say, surviving this thing called marriage. Uh, I don't know that we've always been thriving. I think I think it's been pretty good. We'll have to ask her. I'm actually uh, I'm negotiating with her to come on the show here in a couple of weeks, uh, the actual week of our anniversary, and so we'll get Laura on here and let her validate whether whether things are okay or not. But uh, it's been it's been really good. And as I was thinking about this this young leader, I was I was thinking, what is it that would would help you to to get to a point where you can not just Maybe survive, but maybe you can't even thrive here in this thing called marriage. It gets a little bit of a bad rap these days, I think, and it shouldn't because it's really a great plan, I think, that God had for us to not have to be alone. It's really cool that we get an opportunity to to live with somebody and to love with somebody and to learn with somebody. And so I'm going to give you 35 35 ways that you can stay married for 35 years here today. It sounds like a lot, but I'm, I'm going to hit them pretty fast. Be sort of regular length. As we go, but uh, buckle up. I hope you'll you'll get a chance to maybe think through some of these. If you're married, if you're not married, this is a good this is a good little list to help you think about uh, making sure that you that you marry the right person. If you're planning on getting married at any point, and what that ought to to look like, you get to choose what it looks like. But these are some of the choices we have made, and I think they've served us well. So. Again, welcome to the show. I hope you'll 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 share this with some people who are married. Thank you so much for helping us spread the word on the podcast. We're really helping you, trying to help you uh, chase greatness, and and ultimately that means not just you being great, but trying to help the people around you have a great life as well. And I think obviously uh, our our marital relationships very important. Research would show us that if we are married and, and happily married long term. We we get a few benefits from that. Just besides, you know, a tax break at the end of the year or somebody to talk to at dinner time. We we actually live longer, which is kind of cool. Our health is better. We go to the doctor less. These studies are pretty fascinating when you start reading about them. Uh, uh, the stress levels in our blood, or the stress hormones in our blood, are lower. It it's I mean it's crazy stuff. You start you start looking at some of the research around this and. And so I I think there's a lot a lot to this. So let's 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 dive in here. Let me give you some of these things. I've I just took a pad I, I I like to make lists sometimes and I just made a list here of some things that I think have helped us. And I'll I'll go to number 1. I think this is the most important thing for anybody if you want to have a happy marriage. I would say put God at the center of your relationship. And that's going to sound kind of foreign to some of you if you don't think about, you know, your life that way. But I, I just was reminded recently that marriage was actually God's idea, and I, I know our culture doesn't seem to value uh, what God thinks very much about anything. It seems like these days, but I think one of the things that you know God did say in the Bible is it's not good for us to be alone. And I, I think anybody, whether you believe in God or not, you, you you recognize the fact that we need other people. We don't. We're not. We're not here just to you know, be about ourselves. And that gets us in trouble when we do that. So I would encourage you if you're, if you're considering, uh, you know, a relationship or you want to level up your own relationship, it might be, if you're struggling, it might be that you're trying to do marriage your way instead of God's way. He gives us some instructions for that, how to love each other and how to live together. And if we've not put him at the center of things, I don't think we should be surprised that we're, we're struggling. Here's number two. I'd say marry the right person. I think the dumbest thing in the world you can do is marry the wrong person. It just seems like there's a, there's a lot of heartache on the other side of that. And uh, I've, you know, I know so many people who have great relationships, and when I look at them, I think they, they just chose the right person. And and the people I know who are struggling, a lot of times, uh, it, it's they didn't really think through – some of the things that they needed to before the relationship and and uh, i would say this the, the person you're married to is the right person so don't hear me say you know if you married the wrong person you need to get out of your marriage that's not what i'm saying i think the person you are married to is the right person now but i think on the front side if you're out there and you're considering a relationship in fact i told this young leader a few weeks ago when we were, we were together i said i told her i said the dumbest thing she said you got any advice i said the dumbest thing in the world you can do is marry the wrong person if he's the right guy you're going to be okay, but, you know, make sure you got the right person. And you may be thinking, well, are you trying to talk them out of it? If I can talk you out of it, then you're probably marrying the wrong person. So, uh, you you know, don't don't marry the wrong person. That's not very smart. All right, number three, I'd say, uh, and this goes a little bit to who the right person is, but I'd say share the same values. One of the things that I think has been really great for Laura and myself is that we've had common values that have been able to anchor us to what we need to be thinking about how we need to behave uh how we need to value each other how we need to build a family all those kind of things so sharing those same values how you doing with your values with your spouse are you on the same page if you're valuing one thing and she's valuing something else or he's you know, you know uh, maybe maybe you're a woman listening to this and you and your husband are, are valuing the, you know, you have a different set of values. That's going to make it really hard. So I'd say share the same values. All right, here's an, here's another one. If you get to a point point, you have children, uh, a lot of married couples have children, I, I would say have a spouse-centric home, not a kid-centric home. That's number four. I, I think it's so easy for us when we have children. They make the most noise, <laughs> usually. You know, if you have a loud spouse, maybe not, but uh, most of the time kids make the most noise. And so our homes become kid centric. They drive everything, you know, they they uh, they end up being in control if we're not careful. And I think the big people ought to be in control in a home. And so, control is probably the wrong word, but they, they ought to recognize that um, th- th- that what's best for the kids Really is for you to have a great marriage and to have a spouse-centric home, and so I would encourage you, if you've if you've kind of you know lost your way there and your kids are, you know running running the show, you might want to you want to reel that one back. And if you want to have a great home, I think it starts with with a great marriage. Best thing you do for your kids is just love your wife or love your husband. All right, number five, kind of same thing here, but uh, number five, I'd say honor each other. I think it's so important for us to honor one another for us to honor our spouse one of the ways I do that I just I just did this last night we we went out and um and and I'm and I always open the door for my wife and when we get in the vehicle and I've been doing that for 35 years and it actually frustrates me when she she doesn't let me come around and open the door now you may think that's stupid that's okay if you do uh it's not a it's honestly it's not a sexist thing. It's just my way of reminding her that I still honor you, I still value you. And I I I think it's um it's important for us to have these little ways that we honor each other. Uh, there was a couple of things she did just in the last twenty-four hours. I I felt honored in the way she served and what some some of the things that she did. And you get to decide what that looks like. But if you honor the person that you live with, I mean, why would you not honor the person that you live with and yet it's so easy for me if I'm going to dishonor anyone it's it's easy for me to dishonor her because I know she really doesn't I guess she does have a choice she could she could uh you know she could just say I'm out of here but uh I always tell her you've heard me say before if she ever leaves me I'm going to go with her so she's kind of stuck with me but why would why would I take for granted that I can dishonor her and get away with it and and she she has to forgive me and I, I just think that's um it's important for us to remind ourselves to honor our spouse. All right, number 6 is to think others first. We we talk about that in our in some of our self-leadership content. We talk about that here when we think about chasing greatness, we we think about not just trying to maximize our potential, but how do we help others? But I, but I love this idea of in our marriages that we would think about the other person, we would see things from their point of view. We would we would really have this mindset of let's go to the other side of the table and what's it like to be in this relationship. Um, and, 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 and you're going to, you're going to be able to think about that differently if you will see it from their point of view. And so uh, it's, it's a little bit of this honor each other again. Like, like if I'm just thinking of her, I'm not thinking of myself so much. And, uh, as I think about this idea of thinking others first, it, I, I view marriage almost like a classroom to learn to be like God. It, it's a, it's a classroom of, of, of service. It's a classroom of sacrifice because I don't know about you, but I, I, I really have no problem of being self-serving, of not wanting to sacrifice. It's just, I think as a human, it's built into our DNA. We want other people to serve us. We want other people to sacrifice for us. But your marriage is going to give you a, a place to learn, to lay down your rights, to serve others, to sacrifice it's it's just so beautiful when you see a relationship working the way it should and I can tell you over the years we've blown this so many times there've been there've been so many times I've been self-serving and I haven't been sacrificial and and truthfully every time I've been self-serving it has always hurt the relationship not helped it you think it's going to help you when you're self-serving it really doesn't it makes it harder for for you and so I encourage you to to think others first. There, all right. Number seven. How can I help my spouse win? How can I help my spouse win? We talk about all the time this this mindset of an offensive lineman. I want to make a hole so somebody else can score. If if I have that, you know, on a football field, that's the way a lineman would think. They're never they're not getting their name in the paper. It's almost this think others first mindset again. But but in the same way, what if you wait? You 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 woke up every day and you thought, how can I help my spouse win today? I think that'll help your. Your uh, relationship as as you go forward. All right, number eight. Uh, I, I encourage you to communicate frequently. Communicate frequently. I think communication is the oxygen of a relationship. I think we got to talk to each other. We got to listen to each other. We got to share with each other. And and we need to do that frequently. It's not just a an occasional, you know, let's let's check in or whatever. But I think just to you know, go back to when you were dating, you probably had, you know, you probably were uh, had no problem running up your phone bill back in the day or back in the day when we were dating. (laughs) We didn't have, there were no cell phones, there were long distance calls. And so we're running up, you know, we're running up some pretty good phone bills and, and we would have no problem on a date, you know, to sit and talk for hours. And yet you get married and you stop doing the things that caused you to, to grow into love in the first place. Um, I think communication is a big part of that. So, Uh, let's, let's do more than live together. Let's, let's communicate frequently together. All right. Number nine, let's encourage that other person's strengths, encourage that other person's strengths. There's so many things my wife is great at that I'm not so great at doing. And maybe there, maybe there's something that she's great at that I'm pretty good at as well. It doesn't matter. I want to make sure that I am, I am taking her strengths. I'm putting them up on a pedestal and I am affirming those. I'm, I'm um, encouraging her. That word, encourage, you you know, it means to put courage into someone. And I think when you speak into your your spouse and into their strengths, it just makes those strengths flourish. And I get the benefit when she's strong. So I want to. Um, uh, we we both do really not just us. Uh, other people do as well when she uses her strengths. So I want to encourage her strengths. I think it's you know, one of the things you can do if you want to stay married 35 years, all these things on this list, I think they're going to be valuable. Encouraging their strengths is is, is a great one. Uh, and then I would say, don't try to change their weaknesses for number 10. Don't try to change their weaknesses. A- an example would be, so my wife is, uh, I'll give you one of her weaknesses. She would, she's not going to listen to this. So I'm not going to have, you know, she, she won't know I said this. So Unless you tell her, uh, she she probably will get word of this. But but technology is not one of her. Uh, she she just doesn't care about it. I mean, it's just not something that's important to her. And I'm not great at technology, but I'm a little bit ahead of her. And so when you know the phone doesn't work or the update needs to be, it 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 would. It, she's always like, well, how does this work? And can you show me this? And and uh, it 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 would be easy for me to think, why don't you just learn this? Why don't you just uh, take the time to, to get better at this. And yet she doesn't need to do that. As long as I'm not trying to change her weakness. I mean, as long as I'm here and I'm, I'm willing to help it, it, it honestly, it, it just, one of the, one of the reasons she needs me a little bit. It's, it's not, I mean, really when I think about it, so that's just one example. There's so many things about me that are weaknesses and if she tries to change me in those areas, it's just not going to work. So, I, I think all of us, uh, if we want to um, really uh, value our spouses, honor them, think others first, us don't try to change their weaknesses. Let's appreciate the fact that they're strong at some things and some things they're not. No different than us. And I, I think when we when we stop trying to change each other, uh, you know, I'm not saying we don't need to grow in areas you know there's things that i'm not good at that i'm that i'm working on uh but but truthfully it's uh, we get a lot more value when when i work on my strengths than we do when i work on my weaknesses uh to to go back to the old idea from from strengths finder years ago it's there's something about your strengths that i think that needs to get our focus a lot of times all right number 11 uh let's say I'm sorry and admit our mistakes. I mean, uh, I guess it starts with admitting your mistakes, but, but to not just admit that you messed up, but to, to say, you're sorry, to, to acknowledge that. I think that's been a, you know, how many times have I, have I said, I'm sorry. And it's probably, uh, been a lot more for me than it has been for her because I mess up a lot more, but this idea of admitting your mistakes, I think is really important. And then number 12, I, I just, Pile onto that and say, ask for forgiveness. You know, if you if you do something and it is it is literally wrong toward this other person, I think there's something therapeutic, um, spiritual, however you want to say it, about asking that other person to forgive you. And and then number thirteen, I would say, forgive each other. If your spouse asks you to forgive her or to forgive him, I would encourage you to to do that. We don't want to hold accounts and allow bitterness to grow and if we're not careful, we can do that. And and something very practical, number 14, is we, we try to never go to bed angry. There's an old Bible verse that says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. And I I think this, this literal, you know, point that we made years ago where we said, we're not going to go to bed angry. Uh, I've heard other couples talk about this. I think uh, I heard somebody say one time that they had a lot of sleepless nights with this mindset. But uh, you know, I, I think if, if we don't go to bed angry today, then it's, it's almost impossible to be angry two days in a row. I mean, it, it's like, we need to go to bed with accounts clean, the slate clean, it's all worked out. And, uh, th- there are things that we may need to table. We may not be able to get resolution on everything. Let's say our, we'll say we're going to go to bed at, Ten o'clock, or one of you's going to go to bed at ten o'clock, and the other's going to go to bed at eleven o'clock because you're angry. I, I I think it's better to have a conversation. And say, okay, we're not going to be able to get resolve on this, but we we want to be together in in our in our unity side of things, and and so we're going to lay this conversation aside, and we're going to return to it tomorrow. But we're not going to go to bed angry. I I, I think um, you know that's, that's that's very dangerous when we start. You know, doing that or sleeping in separate rooms, or you know, there's just all this frustration that keeps getting built up and bitterness, and and that kind of leads me to number fifteen. And I would say, protect your intimacy. Uh, protect your intimacy. I think it's so important for married couples to not allow things to come between them, and anger is one of those things. But when I think about protecting intimacy, uh, one of the things that we've done to try to make sure that, that we don't let things come between us is, is not just, you know, not go to bed angry, but to, to, to say positive things before you go to sleep to, to, um, you know, to, to make sure that you are, your the person that you're closest to knows that you care about them the most. And, and there's, you know, you're doing everything you can to make sure those barriers stay down. Uh, and another specific thing about, you know, us uh, that, that we've tried to do to make sure our marriage is healthy and this may or may not work for you. This is going to I mean, a lot of you are already going to say, well, that's that's stupid. But uh, but we've, we've not had a television in our bedroom. We and, and I would even say we could go next level if we would not even have technology in our bedroom. It, it's it's um, it's so easy to let outside influences and not just your bedroom but but go back to what i said about communication just just talking to each other it it, it becomes really hard to feel great about your marriage when you or your spouse either one is, is having more of a relationship with people technologically i mean you're out there on you know on the web you're you're on instagram all the time you're on your 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 facebook page all the time you're 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 having these conversations and communicating with the outside world who you don't live with, and then you're not talking to the person that you do live with. That that becomes you know kind of crazy uh, to think that our relationship's going to grow if we're if we're not spending time protecting our intimacy. I think a lot of times we hear the word intimacy and we think about sex. That's part of it, obviously, but but it's it's so much bigger than that, so much broader than that that we feel connected is, is really what I'm talking about. And, and for us not having that television in the bedroom is, is one of the things we're just, we're not going to let outside world come into our inner world. And, you know, we've got a certain place in our home where we do have a television. We're not against television. I know a lot of people that have TVs in their bedrooms. That's, you know, they watch shows together. You do whatever you want to do. You get to choose, but how you restrict the outside world's access to your inner world is going to have an effect. And so I would encourage you to decide what you want to do to protect your intimacy. But one of the things that's been really great for us is to not ever have a television in our bedroom. In fact, we didn't even have a television when we first got married. I think that was really good uh, in some ways. And then it was really hard (laughs) in some ways as well. Uh, But, but looking back, I think that's been a, you know, been one of the things that, that's been helpful. All right. Number, uh, 16, I'm going to give you a couple more here and then I'm going to, I'm going to close our list down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring back the, uh, the rest of them next week, but I'm going to give you, I'm gonna give you one more here. I think, I think this will be a good way to end this first piece of this. I would say, close your heart to all others. If you're going to be married to someone that literally means that that's going to be your person. And you're going to close your heart to all others. Your access is denied at that point, and you're and you're almost like a set of blinders that come on. Now, I know some of you would hear this, and there are people that have all kind of opinions about this, but I, but I can I can tell you from decades of experience that I've never known anyone who has uh, who's had this commitment both 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 people in the, in the marriage have had this commitment to close their heart to all others i've never known any couple that that hasn't benefited and i i can i can tell you over and over again how many couples have uh not had their hearts closed to all others and it's and it ultimately has disintegrated their relationship and so that 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 takes on many forms uh obviously fidelity gets you know part of the conversation here we you know, don't normally talk about this kind of stuff here on, on, uh, the podcast, but I, I just want to tell you, if you want to have a great marriage, be faithful to your spouse. And, and your spouse is faithful to you. that just, you're just going to set yourself up for something great. And by faithfulness, it's not just, well, let's don't sleep with somebody else. It's pornography. It's like all this stuff that, that we let these outside influences come in. And if I, if we do that, don't be surprised that it erodes our relationships. And so, I think one of the things, it made my list of 35, one of the things that's been so great is to know that our hearts have been closed to all other people and, um, you know, the world is a, is a um, you know, it is a tempting, crazy place out there. But I think when we draw these boundary lines and we say we're not going to step outside of that, I think we're not only, uh, we, we not only benefit in our relationship there, but I would say we get... I, I believe again believe what you want to but i believe we get the blessing of God when we when we protect those uh, sacred vows that we made at, on that wedding day and so as crazy as that sounds i, I think when you when you uh, go back to the things you committed to in the very beginning maybe we could even add that to the list to keep the vows uh we'll 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 maybe we'll we'll pick up there next week but I think I think it's important for us to just say, you know what, I'm in this relationship and this is my person. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to stay. Um, I'm going to stay, st- stay true to them. Stay true to those vows. And and honestly, as I think about it, I I, I do that for my spouse. But I also uh, even in a bigger way, I want I do want to honor you know what God says. And I think that's a I think that's a a blessing we forfeit if we choose not to cl- keep our hearts closed. Uh, To all others, so uh, this idea of faithfulness is very important. All right, so that's those are that's my we'll call that my sweet sixteen here (laughs) as we start. I got nineteen more things written down. I couldn't get to all of them today. I I knew it was going to take a little while. We went just a couple minutes longer today, but I hope if you're married, you'll you'll even think through what are the things that you think would would cause your relationship to be better. And if you are, you know, if you're struggling in your marriage, you might go through our our first sixteen here and. Ask yourself, you know, would would that be helpful? Would that would that get us to a better place? Because I can tell you this: if you're going to be married for thirty five years, you're going to need some things to help you because it's going to be hard. And uh, there've been a lot of great days. It's 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 the best relationship I have on earth is with with this uh, this woman who won't be listening today. But but I'm gonna tell you, it's also the hardest as well. And if, if you're married for any time at all, but if you're married for a long time, you're gonna you're you know there's going to be ups and downs and and all around everything's gonna gonna um you know, there's seasons and all kind of things that'll be that'll be difficult. So we really wanna see our our uh the marriages that we that we are around, you know, you get into you get into all these relationships in the community and you and you people that we meet around the world everywhere i want to see i think everybody ought to ought to be in a a great home uh I, I, i really do i think everybody ought to be well led i think everybody ought to have a chance to grow up in a great home if they're a kid and again i think one of the best things we can do for our families is to make sure that we're protecting our relationships and 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 trying to take those to the next level so that's what i'm doing here we got you know we got big celebration coming up in a few days for 35 years we're we're excited about that and i think some of the things on this list have been helpful. I hope they'll help you. Again, I hope you'll share with somebody who is married or considering marriage. This may be some encouragement to them. And let's keep chasing greatness, not just at work, but also at home. If we win at work and we lose at home, I think we still lose. So I really want to help us win here if we can. And hopefully you'll find something today that was encouraging to you. Keep taking those relationships to the next level. All right. Love you guys. Be back on Friday. we got a new series. We're starting on Friday, too, for the summer. It's going to be fun these next few weeks. uh, We've got got some real practical life stuff that you'll want to join us for, and we'll, we'll see you in a couple of days. Also be back next week with the second half of the list, and I'm trying to convince Laura to join us here in just a couple of weeks. I'll take care of all the technology, but she'll be dropping some wisdom on us. It'll be great. All right, talk to you later.